Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Terrence Wilson. I got a word. You ready to hear it? Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to preach. I was not here last week, but to kick off Women's Month, we had Pastor Lydia Osborne from CRC Norfolk. How many of y'all was here last week for Pastor Lydia? I heard she tow it up. I was worried. I was like, man, I don't know if I should come back. They ain't gonna wanna hear me after hearing her because she could preach. That's my sister. She could, she could preach. Amen? Oh, man, but I'm so thankful to be back in the house uh, today. Last week, I was with um, a, a sister church of ours called The Fountain in Miami Gardens. That's where we did our, our uh, men's and women's summit. How many of y'all uh, went to the men's and women's summit last Saturday? Yeah. It was something else. I can't wait to see what happens next year as it expands and as it grows. I believe that God put a deposit on the men and women of this house. And I just I believe that when you are intentional about taking time, taking time out of your normal schedule to have a to have a meeting with God, I just believe he always shows up. Amen. And you get deposits that you wouldn't get at ordinary time. So I'm so thankful uh, for all that served at that event to help us make it happen. Once again, this is a house that believes in servant leadership and we can't do anything without you, but we're always going to do our best to deposit in you. So I just want to say thank you to every servant leader that is a part of Cool House today. Can we give, can we give all our servant leaders a round of applause? Can't do anything without them. We love you. All right. So, if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 22, as I, as I, as I kind of just reinforce an announcement you saw. Everybody say, next week, we start two services, y'all. I don't know, are we excited? Are we not? Like, next week, we start two services, y'all. I, I love it. I love it because this is going to be the first time since before the pandemic that we are back to two services. How many of you know that Cool Church is back to full strength and we are better than ever? And the church said... And because the house is growing, we're trying to create some space. Maybe you even notice uh, the shuttles. If you come in a little later, the shuttles that take you from one parking lot to the next. That's just, that's, those are growth problems. How many of you are glad you're part of a house that's growing? Amen. There's folks that are online watching us in many different countries and nations all over the world. We thank you for being a part of this house. We love you. We honor you today. But next week, we start two services. Let me see if anybody remembers the two service times. What are the two physical service times? What are they? 9.30 and 11.30. So if you show up at 10, you're going to be late for the 9.30, but early for the 11.30. Okay, don't show up at 10 o'clock next week. Show up at what time? 9.30 or 11.30. See, if it's, if it's me, I, I'm not going to front. Like, if I wasn't a pastor and I just attended church, I would come to 9.30 because I would get it in early and then I'd go to the beach for the rest of the day. We live in South Florida. Like, why wouldn't I do that? And the church said, but if you want a little more sleep because you turned up a little bit too much the night before, 
you can come to the 11:30, and we just we're gonna turn up and it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great i'm so excited for what god is doing at this house so everybody say next week two services 9 30 or 11 30. Amen. And we're going to have kids programs and youth programs in both. So once again, bring your family. Yeah, everybody going to have to pick a new service. Pick what time is best for you. And then next week, I'm going to be able to see who is the more turned up crowd. I don't know. I, I want to believe it's going to be the 930, but it might be the 1130. We will see. I like competition. So let's see. Maybe you just grab some friends and say, hey, we the 1130 crowd. Like I need like an 1130 gang. I need like a like a 930 gang, like gang, gang. Like why, why we, why we. We're, we're not a gang. We're not a, we're the church. We're not a gang. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see who get more turned up next week, 9.30, 11.30. I'm excited for it. I got all the energy in the world for it. Amen? Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 through 22. Mark 10, 17 through 22. Who has your Bibles? Hold it up. Let me see. Hold it up. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Put them phones down. What you going to do with that phone? Your battery dies, you're done. You can't cast out no demons with an iPhone. You definitely can't do it with a Samsung. I'm just kidding, man. Like, why people take offense to that, man? Y'all be serious about y'all phones, man. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Well, actually, Pastor, the Samsung's more powerful technology. Oh, okay, all right, okay, okay. Okay, your Samsung's not spiritual. Okay, um... Mark 10, uh, 17, 22 reads something like this. And then I also want you to put your finger on Romans 8, 28, which a lot of you would probably already know. But Mark 10, 17 through 22 reads, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Listen to this, underline this. Good teacher. Underline that. Good teacher. Look at your neighbor say, good teacher. Look at your neighbor, the other one that you don't like so much because you picked them second. Say, good teacher. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? I love Jesus, man, because when you hit him with something, he always throws a question back at you. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You should not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not give false testimony. You should not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Verse 20, he says, teacher, he declared. You see what just happened there? He went from good teacher to teacher. Hmm. He said, all these things I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and he loved him. I love that. I just want somebody to know, no matter where you are, no matter what you do, Jesus always looks at you with the eyes of love. And the church said, looked at him, and he loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. My goodness. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good, somebody say good, of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And the church said, 
If you're taking notes today, I encourage you to. I've entitled this message this. Good God. Look at your neighbor say, good God. Come on, get some, get some, get some Bishop T.D. Jakes in your voice. Look at your other neighbor and say, good God. I like that. I hope they had gum when they just yelled in your face. Praise. Praise God. Good. We're going to talk about good God today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made. God, let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you that before the earth began to spin on its axis, you knew each and every human that was going to be in this place today. I pray that I would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace. God, open hearts, minds, and ears to be open and receptive to a word that will always and only be about your son, Jesus. And God, I pray for the one, the one that needs to hear this word the most. Hey, somebody have a new relationship with you today or may somebody come home that's been running I'm praying that in Jesus name and everybody set everybody set take about five seconds and give Jesus a shout of praise in this place come on good God mm. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm talk about a proud parent moment for a second this last week I had the privilege to go to an award ceremony for my child. Come on, somebody. And if you're the parent of a teenager, you know that's a big deal. Because these kids, they something else. I, lo I love my daughter, but she, she got an award because out of all of the seventh graders in Attics Middle School, my child won the award for the best science project. Man, I mean, I felt kind of good about it because I, I feel like me and my wife deserve the award. Because <laughs> you know how I go. You know, you might have had a little hand in it, you know. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, was, proud, I was proud of her, man, because she really did like putting the work. You know, like, when, like why, why do you expect these kids at elementary school to be doing these science projects? Like, you giving me work. You ain't giving them work. I'd be looking at somebody's problem. I'm like, I, I know that little snot-nosed little boy ain't make that problem. I know he didn't. You know? In middle school, is a little bit better because, you know, our, our child's better understanding. She loves reading. She's really awesome like that. She put her science project together. I ain't going to lie. I was like, man, I don't even know if I got faith in this project because we let her come up with the idea. She came up with, with an idea. She wanted to see which door handle in the school was the dirtiest. So she, yeah, she was taking, she was like collecting swabs all day. Kids thought she was weird. She's like, come on, sample. You know? She was like collecting swabs and made her mom buy Petri dishes and all kinds of stuff. And we had all kinds of stuff growing on the back porch. I was like, ugh, like this is nasty. She was like, dad, it's for science. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so she won this, this project. And, and, I, and that, was, that was my proud parent part. Now, let me tell you why I'm really telling you this story. I'm sitting in this award ceremony. And, and I'm sitting next to Vava and Joy, and I'm sitting in the aisle, like some of y'all sitting in the aisles right now. And let, let me tell you, I, I love kids. Like, I, I love kids. I love them. Kids are awesome. Like, when people tell me they don't like kids, I'm like, why? You were one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, love, I love kids. Um, but, but I ain't going to lie. It, it's, some, it's some kids out there. They, they something. I, I, like, I don't want to be so harsh and, like, 
say that there's bad kids, but like, it's some kids, man. It's some kids. Like, I'm in the award ceremony. Like, I'm all proud. I'm like, wow, look at my child, man. She's getting, getting this award, like all this stuff. And I'm seeing all the other kids win awards, but there were some kids in the room. There were some kids in the room, and they was turned. Like, we all trying to enjoy the award ceremony, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, like I, got a, I got a problem with, 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 with certain kids. Because I, I got this thing with, like, discipline. So, like, I be, I be looking at other people, I be disciplining other people's kids in my head. Because you, cause, cause you don't want to just, like, walk up and talk to somebody about their child, because that, that ain't going to go well either. You need to, oh, 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 really? Like, yeah, that ain't going to go, that ain't going to go good. Don't just, just keep it in your head. Right? So I'm sitting there, I see some of these, 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 these kids, man. Everybody's sitting in their war room, quiet. Somebody making a speech, and I, I'm like locked into this speech, like really trying to be like a good parent. Like, I'm like, yes, I care about education. Yes. Really trying to like lock into it. And as I'm sitting there, I see something, and like, I, like, like y'all, you know how you catch something in your peripheral? I'm sitting in the aisle, I see something go across my peripheral, like, <laughs> what the heck was that? So I'm like, anybody else see that? Like, then was I was the only one that saw that? So I'm sitting there, I'm locked into the speech. I'm, I'm sitting there, this little boy. This little boy, he was, I don't know, he was probably about seven, eight years, I don't know, he crawling brown on all fours, like, 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 like a little chupacabra or something down there. Like, like, I don't know what, and he come next to me, I'm sitting like this, just be saying, I'm like, what? I'm like, he, he hissed at me like he was a possum or something in my mouth, I'm like, what? And, I, and my wife, my mom, where he said, Shh. I said, oh Lord, like, just, like, I was loud. I know everybody in there. And my wife was just dying laughing. Because I was like genuinely terrified of this child. It's like, where did he come from? And why did he hiss at me? He hissed and ran. I was like, whoa, whose child is this? Terrified me, man. And, I, and I'm, sitting, I'm, I'm, sit, I'm sitting here, and I, I'm like, yo, I don't know who kid this is, but I'm thinking about 10, 10 ways in my head to discipline this child. Parent had lost control of this child. This child was, 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 was galloping around the room. Like that. <laughs> Who made you like that? And I, I you know, as as silly as that story is, I, I I looked at that that whole scenario, and I thought about kids. And you know what's funny? You ain't got to teach kids to be crazy. <laughs> Like, you ain't got to teach kids to be out of order. You ever notice that? Like, ki kids just, like, do out of It's like, yo, where'd you get that from? Like, you ain't got to teach kids bad behavior. 
Who taught your child how to say no? Nobody. One day you was just chilling. Hey, I know all y'all dedicated your children. They nice now, but one day they gonna say no. Just get ready for it. I ain't teach my kid. Did, did you teach your kid how to say no? No. They just looked at you one day and you told them to do something. They said, no. What, like, where does that come from? What, what is it about us as humans, even little humans, that inherently there is something that wants to rebel? There's something that wants to just go against the grain. If there's a rule, I don't want to follow it. Everybody's sitting in chairs, I'm a gallop. I'm going to do something different than what I, I see. Doing. And nobody has to teach a child how to be rebellious. Nobody has to teach a child how to break the rules, which makes other verses that I've read in the Bible that we've already quoted today make sense. I don't have to teach a child how to be bad. I have to train a child in the way they should go. It says I got to train them. Why do we have to train them? We have to train them because there is something in them that wants to go against everything you say to do. Train a child up in the way that they should go. Why? Because even from the littlest stage, there is something on the inside of us that wants to go against what we are told. And you know what that thing is? Sin. Sin. I know we don't like to associate sin with children because they're all beautiful and they're special. But that little boy has some sin on the inside. Well, he has something on the inside of him. But it's not just him. He's like, ah, I don't pass on, no, man. Like, ah, you're a baby, man. And I, listen, man, if you are a human, you have sin on the inside of you. It's in you. How do I know that? Psalms 51.5, David wrote this, the same one that said, create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. In Psalm 51.10, in Psalms 51.5, he says, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. There's sin at conception? From the moment my mother conceived me. But that doesn't just translate to when you're young. It translates throughout your entire life. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if all people have sinned, if there is sin in every one of us, then there is, if we could be honest today, there's a little something bad inside of all of us. Whether we want to admit it or not is a whole nother story. But from the moment that we are born, to the moment that we die, we all have something in us that wants to rebel. We all have something in us that wants to go against the grain, and that thing is called sin. I don't care how nice you try to say it, there is something negative on the inside of all of us. It is called sin, and it is killing us. Sin is bad, and sin makes people bad. So if sin makes people bad, then I have to believe that God is good. If people are bad, then God must be, but not just good. He's good all the time. 
If you've been in church for a long time, maybe you remember this old call and response that the pastor used to do. He would look out at the crowd and say, God is good. And all the time. That may sound so cliche, but that is one of the most truest cliche statements we could ever say about God. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. If people are bad, we must believe that God is good, and not just good sometimes, God is good all the time. God's goodness is bestowed upon us through his son, Jesus Christ, and it's the only thing that can save us from our bad behavior. We need the eternal goodness of God in our life, amen? So let's jump back to Mark chapter 10 for a second because there's something interesting that happens in this story. So we find this story of, of this rich young ruler, um, uh, this, this man of wealth and status. He catches Jesus on, on Jesus's journey to Jerusalem to partake in the Passover. This will be Jesus's last journey towards Jerusalem because after this, he's going to get crucified on the cross. And this rich young ruler, I'm sure he heard about Jesus from somewhere because Jesus's name was spreading all throughout the place. And, and, and he, he was like, oh man, this Jesus, I, I done heard about him. This is the dude, he healing people, he walking on water, he doing all kinds of stuff, man. Oh, I got, I got to get close to him. I got money, I got status, but now I need to get close to Jesus and I, I, I love this because you know when you're excited to meet somebody that you've been wanting to meet what do you have you have questions right so so he, he, he comes up he, he gets excited he runs to Jesus with excitement and questions and anticipation and what is the first thing that he says we find it in Mark 10 17 it says as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. The first thing out of his mouth, good teacher, good teacher. Now, I, I want to pause right there, and you have to understand that culturally, that would have been a very strange way to greet a rabbi. Jesus was a teacher, right? And they call teachers in the Jewish custom and in Judaism, they would have called them rabbis right so to put good before his title would not have been a customary thing to say it would have been strange like if you saw a teacher on the street you wouldn't say good teacher you'd be like hey teacher right in their culture th there's nothing that goes before the rabbi you just say rabbi or you just say teacher but this man was so welled up with excitement he looks at Jesus I'm sure he heard about Jesus and he gives Jesus an uncustomary greeting and he says good teacher why, why, why is that important I, I love this because this young man clearly recognized of all the rabbis he may have interacted with before, there was something different about Jesus. There was something different enough about him that he would give him an uncustomary greeting and he would say, good teacher. But I love Jesus' response to it. I love this. He says in verse 18, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Why do you call me good? No one's good except God alone. After that statement from Jesus, this young man, he changes his original, his, his original statement to Jesus from good teacher to just teacher. 
Verse 20, he says, teacher, teacher, he declared. I have kept all these things. He went from good teacher to teacher. He went from good teacher to teacher. And after that statement from Jesus, after that question, he goes from a good teacher to a teacher. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think Jesus had an issue with being called good? It's okay. You don't have to know. I have the answer. <laughs> Jesus, remember what he says. He says, why do you call me good? No one is good except for God alone. Is Jesus God? Yes. Not a trick question. Jesus is God. So Jesus wasn't trying to deny who he was when he asked the question. I believe he was trying to give this young man an opportunity to confess that Jesus was God in the flesh, not just an ordinary teacher. Because he already said, he already saw something different and heard something different that made him say it. Jesus was like, let me, let me, let me make sure you really know what you're saying. Jesus, in and, and, and essence, Jesus was saying, you really know who I am, don't you? Like, you, you sure about who you think I am? Because nobody except for God is called good. So Jesus, he doesn't have an issue with being called good. He's trying to see if this young man actually has the faith to believe what's coming out of his mouth. Good teacher. Yo, yo who said I'm good? Only God is good. If the young man really understood that Jesus was good, he would have continued to call him good teacher because he would have cooperated exactly what Jesus was saying because he would have said, I'm going to keep calling you good because I believe that you are God. But that's not what he did. He said, teacher. So why did the young man go from calling him good teacher to just teacher? He went from saying good teacher to teacher because in that moment, in that moment, he was confessing exactly who he thought Jesus was, not God. Not God, right? He, and I love this because he walked, the Bible says that he walks away sad because he couldn't walk away from his riches. Jesus is like, hey, man, you're doing everything good. Just, you know, leave all your riches and come follow me. The Bible says he puts his head down. He walks away sad right? Because he couldn't walk away from his riches. But you know what's even sadder? It's the fact that he failed to recognize who was standing right in front of him. Him losing his riches was not the saddest thing that happened to him that day. The saddest thing that happened is that the God of heaven is standing right in front of you. And you had a moment to acknowledge who he was, but you're looking him in the face and you can't even recognize him. If he had really understood and knew that Jesus was God, he would not have walked away sad because he had to give away his money. He would have got excited. He was like, man, I get his money up in a heartbeat because I got the one that is the source of all the money. I got the one that is the source of the blessing. I got the, the true, pure essence of goodness right in front of me. So I'm not worried about the money because I recognize who is in front of me. You wouldn't be sad if you understood what real good was and that good was standing in front of you. So once again, why did he go from calling him good teacher to just good teacher? It's easy to call God good. 
until he throws a question at you. <laughs> You're going to catch this. Good teacher. Why you call me good? It's not until the question comes from God himself that he switches his position from good teacher to just teacher. We can worship our God, our good God like crazy. You in this church today, you was worshiping, the worship came, I love God. God is so, so good. But when a question gets thrown into your life, we begin to question who he is. I, I don't want you to just think that this is a simple interaction in the Bible. This applies to us every day. We start to question how good God is when our health is in question. The diagnosis is bad. He goes from good God to God, why you let this happen to me? When the finance is in question, what the rent is due with no way to pay it. You don't know what you're going to do. He goes from good God to God, how will I pay this? When your relationship is in question, the relationship you put everything into, it goes sideways. Somebody stabbed you in the back. Somebody cheated on you. Somebody did you wrong. He goes from good God to God, who will I turn to now? God I want you to hear this, doesn't allow questions to come into your life to perplex you. He allows questions to come into your life to perfect you. He's not an author of confusion. He's not trying to question you to confuse you. This is not who our God is. For how would you know how good God is if he never allowed you to experience a bad situation? You, like, you can't really be thankful for the good unless you've experienced the bad, right? And bad situations are not meant to harm you, but meant to help you realize how good God is. This is why 1 Timothy 4.4 tells us, for everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. That verse tells me, even if my situation is bad, I still need to receive it the right way because all things God puts together are for the good. So don't reject what you think is bad when God wants to do good even through a bad situation. Like, it takes faith to shift your paradigm and look at your situation differently. Like, when I am sick, or do, if I do get a crazy diagnosis, it takes real faith in a paradigm shift to say, thanks for the diagnosis, God. You are so good because you're going to personally show me that by your stripes I am healed. That's a hard turn. If the eviction notice comes, say, thanks, God, for that eviction notice. Woo a lot of pink slips on my door. Oh, man, God, you are so good. You are going to personally show me that you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You got to show up because I don't know what I'm going to do now. God, oh, thank you for that breakup, God. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, th thank you for that breakup, God. You are so good. You're going to personally show me that you will never leave me and you will never forsake me. You got to have the bad to understand the good. 
to have a better perspective. See, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So to really believe that and really understand this in your spirit, I'm going to go quick. There's just two things that you got to know about God because I know people always ask the question, why bad things happen to good people? First of all, I already made the case that we all got something bad in us. Ain't nobody that good. No one. So stop saying that. Why bad things happen to good people? Because you ain't good. I'm not good either. Just, just, just in case you, you want to know. We're not that good. Right? I'm not thinking, oh, oh, God, what's happening? Oh, I love Jesus. What's happening to me? You're not good. We're not good. Let's, let's, let's all agree on that. And the church said? So two things you got to know if you believe that God is good all the time and all the time God is good. The first thing you got to know is God is good in all he is. God is good in all he People have a tendency to confuse who God is with what he allows. God is not what happens to you. God is good. Stop confusing who God is with what he allows. Well, the earthquake like that. Stop confusing who God is with what he allows. Why are they killing us in the street? Why are so many people locked up? Why, 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 why there's wars? Why is there hunger? Why is there fear? Stop confusing God, who, who God is with what he allows. God is good. Let me give you the Webster's uh, uh, Dictionary's definition or denotation of the word good. Good means a morally excellent, virtuous, righteous, pious, satisfactory in quality or quantity uh, or, or degree of high quality, excellent, right, proper, fit, well-behaved, kind or friendly, honorable or worthy in good standing. So what does that tell me about God? God is morally excellent, virtuous, righteous, pious, satisfactory in quality and quantity and degree of a high quality, excellent, right, proper, fit, well-behaved, kind, a friendly, honorable, and worthy, and in good standing. God is good. God is good. And I love God because he's not just good. God is the source of everything good. And everything, all goodness that exists outside of God finds its source in God. Everything that we ever believed or ever created that was ever good finds its source in goodness, which is God. So stop trying to put parameters on who God is based upon what happens to you. Cannot keep God in a box the situation is so funny like here's life seed time harvest another way to say that is cause and effect stop blaming God for seeds you planted I lost my house you also weren't a good steward of your finances stop blaming God for that like 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 we, we 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 have to understand like God is not what he allows God is good like our our lack I, I, I want you to hear this like our lack of understanding does not define God's goodness you don't understand your situation it still don't change the fact that God is good I, I need somebody to like catch that in your, in your, in your spirit. Like, and, and here's, here's why we should all understand this because our parents did this to every single one of us. Every single one of us have experienced this and you're probably doing this to your kids right now. When you were a kid and you wanted to try to understand something that your parents didn't want to explain or didn't have time to explain, what did they say to you? Because I, 
Did every, does everybody have the same mama in this room? Because I said so. Some of us are trying, oh God, I just want to know why. Is why going to really change your situation? I got, I got, I got to know why I'm like this. What if like God reveals the why was really you? I, I, like sometimes I don't want to know why because like I actually know why. I just want to blame it on something else. Right? Because I said so is enough with God. How do I know? God is good whether we understand it or not. Why? Because his word said so. Because he said so. Psalms 34, A, O, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalms 86, 5, for you, for you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive in abundant and loving kindness to all who call upon him. Psalms 105, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues to all generations. Psalms 106, 9, praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalms 119, 68, you are good and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Psalms 135 3 praise the Lord for the Lord is good sing praises for his name for he is lovely Psalms 136 1 give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever Psalms 145 9 the Lord is good to all and his compassion are all he has made there are no parameters or prerequisites for God's goodness God is good because his word says so because God is good and all the time Stop trying to put God in a box just because you don't understand it. Doesn't matter because his word says it. So we need to believe it and have faith to know no matter what situation, God is good because he says he is. God is good. God is good in all that he is, but God is good in all that he does. God's good in all that he does. And the band come back up. <laughs> Like God's good even when things look bad. God, like, man, yeah, like, we have, we, like, make this a core fundamental belief. Not because I'm telling you to, but because I just read a hundred verses to you that tell you how good God is. Like, if you believe his word, take his word at his word. God is, like, God is good. Like, even when things look bad. I love what Psalms 84, 11 says. For the Lord God is a son and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Not, it says, listen to this, no good thing does he withhold to those who walk uprightly. No good thing. He's goodness and he wants to give goodness for people that are walking right. God is good. He will not hold it back from you. I love this verse because it tells me if God is good in all that he does, it tells me two specific things that God wants to do for all of us. You ready for it? For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. A sun and a shield. What I found is some people don't believe that God is good in what he does because they lack provision, what they need, or they lack protection. They don't feel safe. So because they don't have a sun or a shield, they don't think that God is who he says he is. It's not that they don't have it. They don't perceive that they have it. They don't understand that they have a son or a shield. God is a son. What is the son? God gives us provision. Provision through his son. Now, I'm not talking about S-O-N. I'm talking about the S-U-N. 
S-U-N. And if you go outside, it's a nice sunny day. You should look up at that sun, not directly, and say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you should say, thank you, God. Like, if you have nothing today, not, if you walked in here, if you walked in here butt naked, which, praise God, nobody is. <laughs> but if you literally walked in here with nothing but the birthday suit God gave you, you still got to say God's good. Because he is providing through, for you. How, how? Because if you have nothing today, he gave you the sun. He gave you the sun. It's like, oh, man, the sun don't affect me. You just hurt my eyes and make it hot. If he gave you nothing, he gave you the sun. The sun, the sun, I love it because it gives us a foundation. It gives us, it gives us a foundation that keeps us orbiting in this Milky Way galaxy properly. Without the sun, we don't have a gravitational pull that keeps us in orbit around it. Without the sun, we cannot mark out sacred days, times, months, or years. Because we take a certain amount of trips around the sun, we're able to mark out our age. We're able to mark out the seasons. Today is spring forward. We're going into the spring season based upon where we are and how many rotations that we have made around the sun. And the other thing about seasons is seasons, uh, they, they see things change and they see things grow. The vegetation on our planet needs the sun to continually change and continually grow and I love the sun because the sun helps our plants process do a process called photosynthesis that takes co2 and water and when you add it with the sun it creates this beautiful thing called oxygen that is allowing us to breathe right now so I want you to understand that without the sun in the air you wouldn't be able to breathe right now because the plants could not process our co2 and turn it into oxygen for us to breathe the very air you are breathing today is because God gave us a sun to dictate the seasons, to grow the vegetation, to create air that we breathe. But if that's not enough for you, if that still doesn't work for you, if the S-U-N is not enough for you, always remember that God gave us the S-O-N for God gave us his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life I might have life on this planet because of the sun but I got life in eternity because of the S-O-N Jesus Christ that was willing to die on the cross for me he gives me provision through his son if you believe it say amen we get provision from the sun but God does not just give us provision he is not just a son, he is our shield. He is our protection. And I know some of y'all in this room thinking, if he protected me, if he's my shield, why I keep getting hit? Because you're thinking about protection in the wrong way. If you're really looking at God's protection, then you need to see God more like a safety net. Oh, man. If you catch this, this will bless your life. Psalms 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and our strength. Some versions say, an ever-present help in time of need. Other versions say, 
a help always near in times of great trouble. A help that is near in times of great trouble. So why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? I love this because if you read the Bible, you get it. It says that he is near. He is near. He is near in times of great trouble. You know what a net does? Like if you think about a safety net, a net doesn't come to rescue you. It catches you when you fall. A net's not coming to the rescue, but it won't let you fall. It won't let you fall. See, I believe like God watches us struggle through stuff. He watches us, not because he's bad, but he's good enough to know there's a lesson to be learned if you can struggle through it. God, by not coming to the rescue all the time, is trying humans to give you space to grow. She's like, hey, just go out, take risk. Go out, follow my word, take risk, live your life. I'll be here to catch you if you fall because I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's like maybe that might be hard for some of y'all to understand, but I love there's so many parents in the room today. I, I get that as a parent. I totally get that. I'll never forget our baby girl was four years old and we took her to a, a, a split, you know, one of those splash pads. Where it's like all kind of fountains and all kinds of stuff and the parents like chilling on the side and the kids, they go and they run and they, they play in the water and stuff. And Baba was four years old. I'll never forget it. And me and Joanne took her to the splash pad. She got to the splash pad and Baba, man, I, like when she was like little, oh man, she was so cute. Just thinking, oh man, she's so cute. She's this, she's, she's a beautiful young lady, but like, she's like a little, little cherub, man. Like, oh, she was something else. And, and she's just like happy and full of life. You know, teenagers ain't happy about nothing. That's teenager. But, but little Baba, he, he, like, she was giddy about everything. And Baba, we had a splash pad. Yay, Daddy, Mommy, yay. It was like, go play. So we, we, we sitting on the side lounging, chilling, and I like, you know what, parent, what good parents do. You watch your kids. You watching to see what's happening. And she ran to go play. And, and I saw it, man, I, I remember it clear as day. I know Joanne gonna remember it. We saw her go run to go play with two little girls that was on the splash pad that already knew each other. And these, man, I, I'm listen, you ain't gotta teach kids to be bad. These little girls, like, I knew they was talking junk by their body language. She went over there, he, he, this is what I saw them do. I'm like, oh, whatever's going on over there cannot be good. And I saw Vava go from this, like, he, 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 to, she was excited. And, and me and Joanne both watching this, right? So me and Joanne different. I call Joanne quick draw. She's, she, she's fast. Like me and Joanne watching this happen and Joanne looked at me and I already knew what was gonna happen in my head. Oh, no they didn't. Where they parent, them little girls, they need to be told by, I'm like, yo, Joanne, they're four. 
Like, I'm, I'm, atta- I'm, atta- I'm like, no. Sit down. We ain't going to be them crazy parents. But why they got to treat her like that? She just want to come and play, and they ain't want to play. Why they got to be like that? My sweet baby, I killed somebody for my baby. She going to kill me for that later when I get home. I don't just chill, just chill, just chill, just chill. Like, act like you ain't seen nothing. Just, just act like you ain't seen nothing. She coming back, she coming back. Just act like you ain't seen nothing. Just, whatever. She put shades on. Baba came back. How, why, why like kids be trying to like talk through their crying like you know what they're saying? I know exactly what she said. Mommy, daddy ain't want to play with me. I said, hey, hey, Wilson, toughen up. Be all right. Look, everybody ain't going to like you, baby girl. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like you. I said, look, there's some kids over there. They look like they're having a good time. Go try to play with them. Go play. Stop. We had the splash pad. Your face already got water on it. They won't even know you're crying. Hit your happy button. She was little. It's like, hit your happy button. She was like, she put a little smile. Go, go play. Go, go. Her mama, "Mm mm-hmm. She went. She went to go play. Sit back. I'm observing. Watch. Baba didn't come back the second time. She found some little buddies. And they played. They laughed. They had a great old time. Because those kids was different than the other kids. And they were willing to accept her. And I thought to myself, man, as I think back on that story, what would have happened to Baba if we would have been them parents? Oh, no, I'm a, uh-uh, little girl, you come in, where your mama at? We need to talk this through with you. What, 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 what will Vava have learned from that situation? Every time something don't go my way, daddy, mommy and daddy gonna step, they gonna, they gonna step in, they gonna fix it for me? Is, is, is that the lesson that we want to leave to our baby girl? Every time you're sad, or every time somebody doesn't like you, or any time you're not going to make, like people don't want to be your friend, is it okay to just walk away and be depressed about it? No. Shabby bum, put a smile on your face. You was too good for them anyway. You ain't got to worry about it. Because God has people for you that will connect with you, that will love you. You ain't got to worry about them. We had to decide in that moment as parents what lessons we wanted to teach our child. Is the lesson be depressed when something doesn't go your way? No. And here's what I know about God after being a parent for a little bit. I know I still got a long way to go, but the truth is there are some lessons you have to learn on your own. And God knows exactly what you need to get through them to make you stronger. So he may not jump in and give you the assist, but he's there to catch you if you fall. He's your provider. He's your protector. 
See, God is not just good sometimes. I know your situation is not good. And you're like, God, will you go intervene? The question you need to ask yourself, instead of yelling at God and being mad at God because he hasn't intervened, the question you need to ask yourself is, God, what are you trying to show me through this? Who am I supposed to become because of this? What lessons am I supposed to learn through this? God, I know you are good and I know everything is for a reason. So it may not be going my way right now, but God, I am open for you to show me whatever you want to see because I know you're not trying to break me, you're trying to build me. This is the God that we serve. He's a good God. He's not just good some of the time. God is good all the time and all the time. For Romans 8.28 tells me something that I believe in at the core of my spirit. And we all know that God causes all things to work together for the good, for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. God is good even when our lives are bad. May I testify for you for a moment just so you understand that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony that God is always good, even when times are bad. Watching my mom experience cancer as a 16-year-old boy did not show me the goodness of God. But watching my mom testify 25 years later and encouraging other people who are walking through the same thing today and is able to call you and encourage you because she done already been through something herself shows me that I serve a good God. Not being able to have kids in 15 years of marriage didn't show me the goodness of God, but being able to experience the love of our adopted daughter, Valencia Wilson, who I know God created specifically for us, lets me know that I serve a good God. Watching the doors of the church be closed and us having to go online in 2020 did not show me the goodness of God but watching that same church today be stronger than ever with seats filled up in this auditorium 47 different countries watching online and we started two services next week because we're trying to handle the growth capacity that shows me that I serve a good God you see, I bet it was hard for the disciples to see how good God was watching Jesus slaughtered on the cross. But it was really clear to see how good God was when Jesus resurrected from that grave and he went down into the depths of hell and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave and he pops back up on his disciples with his nail-pierced hands and his nail-pierced feet saying that I am the way, the truth, and the life and no man gets to the Father except through me. They might not have seen the goodness of God on the cross, but they definitely saw that they served a good God in his resurrection. And I want to encourage somebody today you may feel like you're dead. You may feel like it's over. But we serve a good God that at any moment can take you from death to life. If you believe it, say amen. For God is good. And all the 
time your situation does not dictate how good God is he's a good God he's good in all that he is and he's good in all that he does do not get weary in doing good for in due season you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up why because God is With every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. I know there's somebody in this room or somebody watching online that needed to hear that message. You say, I've been losing faith because of my situation. Listen, God is right there. He is your son. He is your shield. He will provide. He will protect. But what somebody really needs to hear today that God is so good he sent us his best when he sent us Jesus and I know your life may not feel perfect today you you sitting in the middle of troubles and worries some of which you have created but guess what you don't have to stay there because there's a God that's so good he was willing to give his son just to show you how much he loves you because he wants to take you from death to life. I'm not asking you today if you need help on your finances. I'm not asking you today if you need help with your health. I'm asking you today if you, if you recognize that Jesus is the good teacher. Jesus is God. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the, don't be like the rich young ruler who couldn't give it all up for Jesus. Today, I'm asking is there anybody out there that's willing to give it all up for a good God? There's a lot of things that want your attention. There's a lot of things that want you to serve it. But nothing is worth serving, like serving a good God that loves you, that knows the plans that he has for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. The brightest future you can have is a future with Jesus because God is good. Amen? If you're in this place today with every head bowed, every eye closed, and you say, I want Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done questioning who God is. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I get it. He is good. He is not my circumstance. He is not what he allows. He is good. I want, I want, I, I serve the God that is good. If you want to serve the good God with your whole heart today, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you've never done it or maybe you've been running. Today is time to declare who he is and say he is a good God so that he lives in your heart forever and ever. If you're in this room and online, on the count of three, you want Jesus in your life. I'm not asking you nothing else but that. If you need Jesus in your life, no matter how bad it is Jesus will never leave you Jesus will never forsake you Jesus will be with you all you got to do is accept him on the count of three you need Jesus I want you to raise your hand don't worry about what your neighbor doing they can't take your place in eternity don't worry about your neighbor what your neighbor doing because they can't save you they can't change you God made you he's a good God and has good things for you but you must receive him so on the count of three I want you to raise your hand here we go one two three hold it up hold it up high enough and long enough for me to see it 
I love it. I love it. I see you and 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 you. I said all those yous because I want you to know that you're not alone. Some people are already standing, but if your hands up, stand up right now. If your hands up, stand up. Don't be scared. Stand up. Don't listen. Listen. God's a good God. Don't play with him. Come on. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. You already did the hard part. If you're standing because you raised your hand, come down to this altar. Let me pray with you. Come on. Don't be scared. Come, 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 come. He's a good God. He's a good God. He loves you. Come, 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 come. Come, come. You deserve Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Worthy is your name. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Hallelujah. I'm proud of you, but more than me being proud of you, you need to hear that God is proud of you. All of y'all that came down. Listen, you might be standing out there, you're like, ah, I want to go, but I'm, I'm scared. Like, ah, they, well, pe- people going to see me. That's the whole point. Jesus says, if you, if you deny me before man, I'm going to deny you in front of my father. Listen, you don't have to go alone. We're family. So I want everybody, look at your neighbor right now, say, hey, if you're scared, I'll go with you. If they say, yeah, just grab them by the hand and gently walk them down here. Just, I want to make sure. I just want to make sure who I'm praying for. Come on, if you're scared, I'll go with you. You already see a bunch of folk down here, so you know you're not going to be by yourself. Here we go. Five, four, no pressure. Three, two, one. Praise God. Reach your hands towards your brothers and sisters. I ask that nobody leave in this moment. It's an honor. It's a, it's a moment of reverence and honor. And people wait their entire life to see a miracle. Don't leave, because if you leave, you're missing one. Salvation is the greatest miracle. It's the greatest miracle that can happen. Amen? Somebody coming back to Jesus. It's the greatest miracle. Everybody at this altar, maybe you want to reach your hands in the air. Why? Sign of surrender. God, you're a good guy. I know who you are. Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, he was raised from the dead, you're saved. Confess, believe in a good God. Everybody here and online, this counts for you too. Repeat after me. But say it, say it like you mean it because it's not about the words. It's what's happening in your heart. Amen? Everybody say, Dear Jesus, Jesus, I've sinned. sinned. I'm not proud of it, but I admit it. it. Today, 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 I lay my sin down. down. Take it, I pray. pray. I don't want it anymore. I I reach to heaven heaven to receive your forgiveness forgiveness. and take the place of my sin. I ask ask that you would accept me me into your wonderful family. family. Today, Today, I give my life life completely to you. I'm yours, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 Best decision you can make. Don't go nowhere. Stephon, where you at? Oh, I see you. Good one, Lamont. (laughs) If you made that decision today, I want to tell you, you're awesome. You're amazing. We love you. I got a gift for you. There's a Bible in here. It's a message from me and Pastor Joe. I think a WWJD bracelet's in here. I want to make sure you get that. And got it, Lamont? Perfect. If you got questions about what you did today or being at the altar, sometimes it can be weird. I, I don't want people to like leave, like, yo, what did I just do? 
we got an awesome team that loves you. They can answer any questions. If you need prayer for anything else, they can pray with you as well. But I'm going to have y'all escorted out to the choir. You see that sign right there? It says, welcome to the family. They're going to be right out. They're going to be right out there. They ain't going to be far. They're not getting indoctrinated. It's not a cult. They're not going to be enraptured. Okay, they're just going to be out there. You'll find them out there, okay? All right. So, on the count of three, y'all going to walk that way. And this is what's going to happen. The Bible says, when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration of heaven. I can't open up the ceiling and show you. But I can help you hear what it sounds like. Because your family members behind you, they about to cheer for you louder than you ever been cheered for in your entire life. So y'all ready to hear what heaven sounds like? On the count of three, they gonna cheer, y'all gonna move. Here we go. One, two, three. Let them know God loves you. Let them know. Let them know they're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Let them know they're blessed. Let them know God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Come on, worship in this place today. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.